Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Can WA manufacture something? The Havilland missed it. It's cleared by James, but it's coming back. Livingston drops it, and there's the siren. Vic Country gets its first win of the national championships. The great escape against Western Australia. Yes, the great escape at the Wacker, of course, on Friday night. The WA sporting public that went along to the game got to see Harley Reid, the bloke most people think, well, pretty much everyone thinks, will be the number one pick at the national draft later in the year. And unfortunately, WA couldn't quite get the win. Ben Dyer is the WA 18's coach, and he joins us on the show. Ben, welcome. Thanks, Mark. How you going, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm all right, mate. Bit of a, a strong performance, but uh, you didn't quite get the chockies. Yeah, it was frustrating in the end. Um, you know, early in the game, particularly in the first quarter, we were um, struggling a little bit, doing a lot of things wrong. Um, yeah, compared to the Allies game in round one, uh, the way the boys were able to um, adapt during the game and fix a few things up, we threw a fair bit at them. Um, during that time, so to to get get back into the game and give ourselves a chance to uh, to pinch it in the end was was much better than round one, that's for sure. But um, yeah, they always hurt when you lose the close ones, but I'm sure that everyone that went along would have um, enjoyed a really competitive game. So clearly, when you got done by the Allies, you got really badly beaten around the midfield. What changes have you made there, and what have you seen? Well, mainly personnel changes uh, since since round one. Daniel Curtin's gone inside, was in there all day against South Australia, and he started there and went in there late um, on the on Friday night against Country. Uh, Riley Wills has uh, come in as a top agent for us, and I think strengthened us up in that area too. And yeah, guys like Cohen Sanchez have played a little bit more through there uh, since that first game. So the personnel changes have probably been been the main difference um, and a little bit around you know, what we do once we win the footy in there has been an improvement since uh, since game one. I don't know that we challenge, challenge the allies that much sort of ball in hand. So uh, offensively, I think we've tweaked a couple of things and we look better for that reason too. Yeah, I watched the allies game on the tally, uh, Ben, and you certainly didn't challenge very much with ball in hand and that was a big problem for you. You mentioned that you split Daniel Curtin's time on the weekend, he spent um, a lot of time in the midfield, but also a significant period of time in defence. Tell us about his game and what you made of it. Yeah, we started him inside, and the intention was to to probably play him there for a little bit longer than we actually did. Uh, and they were um, they were going pretty comfortably, bouncing out of our front fifty and um, going into forward 50 themselves, the defence is under pressure, so we shifted him back to try and stabilise things, and that, that had a bit of an effect as well as some other things. Um, so, yeah, most of his game was played in defence, and yeah, I thought he intercepted really well. He came forward when he needed to. He read the ball in flight um, really well too, and, and probably the most outstanding feature of his game on the weekend was his just his composure and calmness under pressure. It was a game where... 
yeah, a lot of players were were rushed under under those sort of circumstances and turned the ball over a little bit. Um, but I thought whenever we had the the ball in his hands, he invariably made a really good decision and nice left foot kick. And yeah, I think that set him apart from a few players on the weekend. So I don't know that I've had or heard more hype about a potential number one pick than Harley Reid. You got to look at him. Uh, close up on the weekend. What did you make of him? Yeah, right. They certainly get a fair bit more exposure than they probably did 15 or 20 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a very, very good good footballer. We saw him a little bit last year as a bottom major uh, in the champs, and he played off half-back and was yeah very good against us down in Geelong. And, yeah, it looks like since then he's taken his game to another level. He's got a unique combination of um, you know, of, of power and that dynamic element to his game and, and then on top of that a, a touch of class and the and the fact that he wants to will himself on on the game. You know, it was it was impressive to see him uh on Friday night. But you know, that said we, we gave the job to one of our bottom ages in Bo Allen when when Harley Reid went forward and yeah, by and large, with the amount of ball coming down early, I think Bo, uh, strange as it sounds, really, really held up pretty well, and he'll learn a lot out of um, playing on Harley Reid. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to enjoy watching him for for a number of years to come. That's for sure. So take your state 18s coach hat off and put a hypothetical list manager's hat on, and you're at West Coast, and you have the number one pick, and you have the option of the players that you know very well. As the coach of the state 18s, you have the option of two or three of them, or the option of Harley Reid. What are you doing? Are you keeping the pick, or are you splitting the pick? Uh, Sorry to put you on the spot, Ben. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, well, well, I think if you're giving up that number one pick, you'd 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 want to be sure that you can um, split it uh, and have some local players, you know, available for those picks. Um, so you know, I, I think the discussion around this is probably going to be well. If you if you do want to split it, what are you going to get um, inside the top ten or inside the first round? Um, you know, and recruiters and list managers would be better placed than me to understand the the machinations around that. Um, but I don't think it's easy to say you can just split it and take whatever West Australians are like because um, yeah, I play a lot. Like Daniel um, is is probably. You know, maybe he is uh, comfortably inside the top 10 now. So that's that's what a club like West Coast would have to factor in, I'd imagine. Yeah, to me, based on what I've seen, and I haven't seen everything, uh, I, I would stress that, but to me, from what I've seen, I'd be putting Daniel Curtin probably around about the top five mark. Now, maybe not one, two or three, but maybe at four or five. So can you split the pick and still retain say, pick four to make sure you get him? I think that would be a, an interesting question because the other thing that really fascinated me about Daniel's game on the weekend, uh, Ben, was that when he did go forward, he kicked that great goal in the last quarter to to keep your hopes alive, which which just adds another dimension and a facet to his game, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And and I guess, you know, talent's one thing. And uh, if, you're, if you're at that end of the draft, they're clearly you're talented and they know those players inside out. Um, in terms of their games, but yeah, it's those those intangible things like their ability to you know, step up under pressure and, and execute you know, that moment in the game. Um, you know, that, that's 
pretty good evidence in terms of what sort of character you, you're dealing with um, and, and the type of competitive athlete that you're talking about as well. Um, and, and you probably can't can't make those sort of uh, assumptions unless you see it happen, you know, and for him to do it in a championship game like that um, with the game on the line. I mean, it's a fair snap from, I don't know what he was, maybe 40, 45 out on that sort of angle in that context of the game was... It was huge for us. Not many players can do that. So, yeah, those sorts of things can elevate them even higher in the pecking order, I would have thought. Based on what you've seen from Daniel playing him out of the key defensive post for significant portions of the last two games, where would he play in the AFL if you were coaching him? Well, uh, I don't think key defenders growing trees these days. It would be like last year too. You know, Jed Buslinger um, was always going to go pretty high. Uh, Jed was talented, but there wasn't a lot of key defenders in the draft, and and Daniel similar. Um, you know, and you even see a lot of uh, a lot of players get drafted as key forwards and uh, get turned into defenders as well. Um, you know, I remember when I was at North, Ben Mackay came in as a forward and was tried there early days and, and turned into a you know, a top-end key defender. So yeah, a lot of the time you're trying to manufacture one. So I feel like with Daniel, you, know, you could go in and have him have him play there from uh, pretty much straight away. And he, he understands that part of the ground too. You wouldn't have to... You wouldn't have to teach him um, the art and the craft uh, to come with it. So, yeah, I'd imagine you'd, you'd play him behind the ball. But um, you know, there's nothing to say that in time that he that he doesn't become a, an effective player in other parts of the ground. That's for sure. So, I'll put some names to you, and let's say West Coast can pick split the pick, and they can split it in two, and that they can get Daniel Curtin, and the other one that they get is either Riley Hardiman. Or Clay Hall, what do you do if you're the Eagles? Well, I think you could take take either of those with a lot of confidence. Um, yeah, Riley is your your prototype rebounding high defender these days. He's a he's a beautiful kick. He's uh, he's got great speed. He runs at the game and he makes good decisions. And those guys um, also aren't in abundance at the lower level. So. Uh, if you're looking for that type of player, you know, Riley's at the, the top end of the, the draft pool as far as that role goes. Um, you know, Clay's a little different. There's there's a few more midfielders that get around. So Clay, um, you know, has really, I would have thought, elevated his chances off his three games. You know, we've been wrapped with what he's done and I'm sure recruiters um, have really enjoyed seeing him play at that level and be as effective as he has been. Um, and I guess the thing that sets Clay apart is he's so dynamic. You know, his ability to get inside to outside is uh, he's second to none. Um, so, you know, you're weighing up whether you want that rebounding high defender that are so important in the game this day versus versus an inside mid um, that's getting it done at the moment. But it depends, I guess, how many you've got. Uh, that sort of fit that category. So, again, the list managers earn their, earn their stripes as far as these types of decisions go, but both Riley and um, Clay you'd be really confident with. Now, a couple of other names. We've, we've had five probably young West Australians that have received a fair bit of publicity, a couple of names that haven't received a lot. Cohen Sanchez, you mentioned earlier in the interview. Tell us a bit about him. Well, Cohen, by his own admission, was a little scratchy, um, through our, our practice match uh, phase. And I don't think we saw the best of him either in 
in round one. He wasn't the Lone Ranger uh, in that game. Um, but his, his couple of games since then have been, I think, top-notch. I thought against South Australia, um, he was a real handful for them forward. We saw him as a bottom major you know, off a limited preparation last year that um, he's just such a smart footballer inside the forward 50. He gets the great spots. Um, you know, he's a nice kick and he's got the ability to finish. He knows where the goals are and not many players um, are as good at that as he is. And then on the mid in the weekend, we put him into the midfield um, when things probably needed to change a little bit. Um, and I thought his ability to compete and have contests um, and also just, just wrestle the ball away from country at times and, and feed to a, a player on the outside was really important for us as well. So... Uh, I think in the last two games we've um, we've really you know, seen Cohen go to the level um, that that, he, that we thought he could. And sorry, mate, who was the other one you mentioned? Um, Luke Kelly. Luke Kelly looked like he had a pretty solid game, and uh, he's one that hasn't been spoken about greatly. Yeah, yeah. And his last quarter, yeah, you know, looking at the tape um, over the weekend, yeah, it was exceptional. I knew he had a good game, but gee, he was certainly important for us. Um, uh, in that last quarter where we had momentum, um, he won a lot of ball inside. And, and the great thing about Luke is he can use the footy so well. If he's got time and space, um, you know, one of our best users going inside. Forward 50, he's got a bit of work to do on his ability between the contest. Uh, but at the cold face, um, yeah, he's a player that we've we've been wrapped with for sure. And one of your youngsters has had a pretty tough few weeks, I think, and uh, bobbed up and had a bit of impact late in the game. Good to see Lance Collard. Yeah, again, another player that's that's been quiet. Um, yeah, and Lance has had some some things in his game that he's need to work on and um, and improve. And I thought you know, on the weekend he started to see real reward for effort. Yeah, you know, and sometimes that small forward role you can you can be doing a lot of things right, um, and you need a little bit of luck to go your way at times. Uh, and that was the case. Like he kept turning up, he got to some good spots, and all of a sudden, got the ball in his hands. And you know, we saw his ability to finish on the run. Um, yeah, he was a handful for them, particularly after half time too. So, yeah, Lance would be um, in our yeah, probably in our few most talented players, pound for pound. Um, so we really hope he can finish the carnival well and um, and show people what he's really capable of. Ben Dyer, WA at Inch coach. When's your next game, Ben? Uh, we've got Vic Metro uh, over in Melbourne. We're playing at, uh, at Moorabbin on Sunday. So, um, yeah, the, the Allies got hold of Metro yesterday. Um, so they'll be looking to bounce back. It should be a good game. All the best with that. And uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts on some of WA's best young players with us on the show. Uh, no worries. Thanks, Mark. Ben Dyer, he's the WA 18s coach. Uh, what would you do if you were West Coast, folks? Would you be splitting the pick to get two of those great young WA players, maybe even three if you get a generous trade deal from someone, or would you be going with Harley Reid? Harley Reid was signed in autographs after the game on Friday night. You don't see that every day in the 18s. Give us your thoughts on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or call us on the open line 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.